What is up, everyone, and welcome into another episode of ADC Sports Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. Primetime is brought to you by our friends over at Freeman Mazda. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week later in the show. So welcome, everyone. Tonight, the topic at hand has to be what we saw this morning out of the joint practice between the Cowboys and the Broncos. It was a fun one. Maybe we didn't get to see a lot of, a lot of the details because, you know, the angles for the Cowboys live stream on YouTube were not that good. Like, there, you couldn't get to see the entire play. So you maybe got a glimpse at, at the route that the wide receiver was running. Maybe you got a glimpse as to the result of the play. You saw an offensive lineman here and there. But you didn't get the full picture of the plays. So just bear that in mind as we dive into some of the notes and takeaways from this joint practice, because it is only smart to acknowledge that we didn't get to see the, the full plays out of that joint practice with the Denver Broncos. On one field, you had the Cowboys offense working against the Broncos defense. On the other field, you had, you know, vice versa, the Broncos offense going up against the Cowboys defense. So even because of that, you didn't get to see everything that happened at practice. So just bear that in mind as we break this whole thing down. Shout out to the people who showed up in Denver. And I'm talking about Cowboys fans and Broncos fans, that was a crazy environment for a practice. And you had a lot of Cowboys fans and you had a lot of Broncos fans and they were competing with uh, with the chance over there in, in Denver. So that was fun as heck to watch, man. Football is back. This sport is, is quite special. And I'm excited. I'm just excited about having preseason football back on the TV Uh, us talking about actual games and actual uh, plays. Sig Porras says Terrell Vashon with the pick was beautiful. There was this tip drill play. I hadn't, I have not seen a clip of it, by the way, Sig. Uh, I know that it wasn't shown in the stream, but I am guessing there's definitely one uh, clip out there on social media. I have not seen it. Uh, need to see that one. But yeah, Terrell Vashon maybe wasn't up to a great fast start according to reports out of Oxnard but it does sound like he pushed uh he pushed towards the end there now Craig says the Broncos dominated us and then Chris says I heard that the Broncos dominated us I have a feeling it's going to be one of those long years again I-, I will talk about that on a on a few moments here on the show because there definitely was an aspect of of the game uh, not not the game of the practice that did go the Broncos way by a wide margin and that happened in the trenches so we'll we'll get into that in a few moments here on the show but we will definitely start uh we will definitely start things off with the positive stuff because you know it's Thursday we are heading into the weekend and I genuinely was excited about this whole thing throughout the start of the joint practice and the end of it and the middle of it because boy oh boy Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb are really putting on a show and 
that Cowboys duo is really what's driving the entire optimism behind the Cowboys offense, in my opinion. My question for me to you to get things started is, truth or false, Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb will elevate, all caps, elevate the offense. Truth or false, let me know in the comments what your answer is while you do that. And before I give you mine, let me talk to you about our friends over at Freeman Mazda. Uh, the ride of the week is the new 2022 CX-30 Premium. So we're talking about the premium version of the CX-30 here. It comes with an all-wheel drive feature, memory cushioned seats, adaptive cruise control. Uh, it judges the relative speed of the vehicle that's ahead of you, and it adjusts your own vehicle speed, you know, to keep you safe. Great stuff. Wi-Fi hotspot, sunroof feature, and, of course, miles per gallon capacity of 24 in the city. That goes up to 31 in the highway and it's a heck of a vehicle. You can check it out over at freemanmazda.net. You can check out the virtual showcase. You can check the inside pictures, the outside pictures, and all of the details of the vehicle. Remember that when you pick Freeman Mazda, you are choosing a lifelong partnership with your car dealer. So that is freemanmazda.net. Make sure you go out there and check it out. And of course, thank you to them for making this show possible in the first place. But anyways, let's see let's see some of your comments here. Let's see some of your comments here. Truth or false, Dak and City will elevate the offense. Professor O says, I am a heck of a vehicle. Professor O, I will not say that that is not the case, but I will say not as much as the CX-30 premium that you can check out on freemanmazda.net. Truth or false, Dak Prescott and City Lamb will elevate the offense. Let's see. False, says Tommy. Craig goes with false. Uh, Charlene Evans as well. A Aaron. <laughs> Man, that key and peel clip is an all-timer. Where's A Aaron at? <laughs> Mo says true. Shout out to Mo. I've got, you know, shout out to Mo here. That's a great uh, name slash nickname to have, I would say. Billy goes with the false as well. So, so far, overwhelmingly, false in the in the answers but we have some truths here and there six to midnight with the optimism gregory as well uh let's see here jeremy all caps true i like it miller as well uh eddie cruz says six to eight targets every game for 88 that's what that's you know i'm going to go with true here on this answer i still have um i still have optimism for the cowboys being one of the most efficient offenses in the league. We can talk about the Kellen Moore concerns, which I share with each and every one of you. I am also concerned about certain aspects of it. Can the Cowboys find a scheme? Can the Cowboys find an identity on offense? Can they use more play action? Blah, blah, blah. They fix the running game. But at the end of the day, over the past three years with Kellen Moore at offensive coordinator, the Cowboys have had one of the most efficient offenses in the NFL. And I'm holding out hope for that to happen once more. And I do think that the key for that is the Dak Prescott and CD Lamb connection. All throughout the camp with the pads on. So, you know, we can't use the excuse anymore of, of uh, training camp not being real or anything like that. We've heard good stuff 
for Dak and CD. Even when the defense was winning early in training camp, when it came to Dak and Lamp, they were getting things done. And in this practice, this was very interesting. David Hellman from Fox Sports, who remains one of the very best in, in the business for sure, pointed out on Twitter that at this stage, when you're talking about a joint practice with an opposing team, you're not installing the offense anymore. That's not what you're doing out there. You're not you know, installing plays. You're not trying out different stuff. In reality, what's going on that, on that playing field is grown men competing. And when that happened today, Dak Prescott was targeting C.D. Lamb a lot. If you guys watched that live stream, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And he was targeting C.D. Lamb even in this gimme sort of place, right? Like uh, high percentage throws, C.D. Lamb was uh, working on their need zones, and Dak Prescott was finding 88. And then they started to find these chunk plays on the Cowboys offense. And honestly, we didn't see much from much of that with receivers not named CeeDee Lamb. So it was the CeeDee Lamb show out there on the joint practice with Dak Prescott. The highlight of the day for sure was this post route that CeeDee Lamb ran versus number 13 for the Denver Broncos, the cornerback. And it's a great route, by the way, from CeeDee Lamb. He, he fakes the corner and then he runs the, the post and Dak Prescott finds him without any problem. There was another passing specific that I'm thinking about that CeeDee Lamb was running an out, and Prescott finds him with a very tight window throw. There's like three orange jerseys around CeeDee Lamb, and Prescott just drops it. It's a dime for CeeDee Lamb, and, and, and they do seem to have this very strong chemistry that could keep the Cowboys as an as in offense that, you know, strikes certain level of fear in opposing defenses. Now, granted, a lot of Cowboys fans will not forget the fact that the Cowboys didn't feature Amari Cooper as much as maybe they had to. They didn't let Amari Cooper eat like a lot of other teams would let their respective number one wide receiver eat. That needs to change for Dallas in 2022. They need to make C.D. Lamb the featured player on this offense. Because even when you don't have a legit threat at number two or at number three, there are ways to get your guy the ball. And I hope the Cowboys do that with C.D. Lamb, even without a Michael Gallup, even without a James Washington. And we know how they can make this happen. We know that they can motion him towards this lot. They can uh, isolate him. They can do a lot of stuff to try to get the most out of C.D. Lamb. And, and they need to go at him early in the season. Forget about just staying away from him because they're double-teaming C.D. Lamb. There are ways to beat double-teams. There are uh, things you can do offensively. It's not like uh, just because they double you, it's the end of the day for the offense. I'm not saying it's easy, of course, but that's the kind of confidence that I believe we should have in the Dak prescott C.D. Lamb connection. Dak Prescott is heading into the seventh season of his career, and I strongly believe he really is among the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I know it's controversial. I know some people will say that the Cowboys have not been in a championship game. They have not won in the big moments. But hey, if we didn't learn anything from the Matthew Stafford storyline, then I believe we never will, right? Prescott is really 
a fine quarterback in the NFL. I don't believe that's much of a concern heading into the season. I actually believe that's the reason why Cowboys fans should remain optimistic, even though there are question marks across the offensive line. There are question marks behind CeeDee Lamb at the wide receiver position. All of them exist. But this is the connection that could take the offense to, to or could keep the offense at the same level that it was last year. And of course, you want the Cowboys to, to improve in specific situations, which is really with what they struggled with last year, I would say. Let's see. Uh, Lauren Michael says, I don't trust any of those corners except Trevon Diggs. Anthony Brown has been pretty solid. Jordan Lewis, I don't know that we have heard a lot from him, but we have heard that this defensive backfield as a unit has won a lot out there in Oxnard and throughout training camp. I do trust them. I will say that I am pretty excited about Anthony Brown putting together such a consistent training camp. David Hellman called him the best player in camp. Uh, John Machota from The Athletic called him the most consistent player in camp. I'm all for that. I am all for that. Uh, Sam Williams looked good, says uh, 6 to midnight. Didn't get a chance to really zero in myself on Sam Williams during the live stream, but I have heard good stuff from Williams as well, so that's good. That's something that you want to hear. Samuel Rose says, Tolbert, nice guy, but I can't wait. Signed, Will Fuller. And man, uh, on a similar note, on a similar note, maybe you don't have to, to wait a lot for... Uh, for Jalen Tolbert, but maybe maybe you don't have to wait for a free agent, right? And I, it does seem like I, I want a free agent. I've said this since James Washington's injury. I believe that there was no excuse to not bring somebody in. But the Cowboys are pretty high on these receivers. Dennis Houston, Noah Brown are said to have a strong role on offense early in the season. Like Dennis Houston is an undrafted free agent. I am nervous about that. I'm not going to lie. We will get into the trenches here in a few moments. Do not worry about this. Uh, Sigpora says, I stay believing my Cowboys, my team, regardless of the situation. Nicholas says, I am concerned about the O-line, than more concerned about the O-line than the wide receiver room. And that seems to be the case as every day goes by. I believe we are all tending to agree there. Let's see. Steven Lozano says, I don't trust this wide receiver group other than CD. This reminds me of wide receiver by committee with Bisley, Hearns, etc. No good. I, I partially agree with you, Steven, because I will say this. This could be the worst supporting cast that Dak Prescott has had since that 2018 group that you are mentioning. And as such, I agree that it somewhat reminds me of that group. However, this is not really going to be a wide receiver by committee group because there is a number one. And in 2018, there wasn't a number one. That's a huge difference we're talking about just right there. There wasn't anything close to C.D. Lamp in that 2018 group, which is why they traded for Amari Cooper midseason. So I, I partially agree there because I would agree that that's definitely, uh, this is definitely the worst group since that unit happened. But the fact that Lamp is here 
a guy that you can play outside and inside with, a guy that you can feature on your offense and just trust him to do a lot of stuff and that your quarterback has worked with for two seasons now. This is their third season together. That's that's where I would point towards the, the difference being. And that's where I would point towards maybe some optimism on that front. However, I, I get why 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 Steven brings that up. I've, I've thought about it a lot. This might be the worst receiving unit for, for Dak since that unit. And then again, there have been so many injuries for the wide receiver room in Dallas. Like we think that the Cowboys had Gallup, Lamb, and Cooper for a long time. But how many games was that group actually together? Which kind of sucks. It's infertinate. That's how the, the NFL works sometimes with the injuries and all of that. But still. Let's see some of your comments here, though, before I move on to the other, um, to the other topic regarding uh, the positive notes out of, out of the joint practice. Let's see. Clark will be ready to go next year. This is RB Nightmare. As much as I want to see Damon Clark play, we got to wait. I would assume that is the case too. Uh, I don't know if that's just pessimism though, working against us because we are used to it because the Cowboys have been pretty insistent in that they're hoping to get Clark back in, in 2022. But I, um, for my own mental health, maybe, I am just forgetting about them on Clark for a while. I'm just... What will be, will be, right? I, I hope we get some answers there on that pronto, though. Let's talk about Michael Parsons, man. My, because Michael went out there and killed it in the joint practice as well. They asked him afterwards how many sacks he had, and he just casually replied, quite a few, quite a few. You know, we've been concerned about those clips lurking around social media in which Michael Parsons just shows up beating Terrence Steele and beating Terrence Steele and doing it again. And it might get frustrating because I would point towards Terrence Steele's explosiveness out of his stance in pass pro as one of his biggest strengths. Because, you know, offensive linemen win with speed, they, they win with technique, they win with a strength and all of that. I would Probably when when looking at Terrence Steele closely, I would probably point towards his explosiveness as being that one trait that really allows him to win a lot of the times. You know, that game versus Joey Bosa, for example. Joey Bosa is a quick edge rusher. And Terrence Steele, even in those reps in which he, he was one-on-one -on -one versus Joey, he won a lot of those thanks to that explosiveness. Versus Micah, though, you see a lot of snaps in which he, he doesn't have an answer, right? That, that isn't to say that he hasn't uh, won a lot of those reps. Skywalker still pointed towards Terrence Steele winning some of them. Now that the, one of these days that he was in Oxnard out there. So I thought that it was interesting for sure. Maybe he will talk more about this uh, tomorrow in his show. But, but Micah has caused a lot of concern around Cowboys Nation because of what he has done to Terrence Steele. So good stuff from Michael Gelkin in pointing out that uh, Parsons did the exact same versus right tackle for the Broncos, Calvin Anderson. And we lose sight sometimes of we get excited about having one of the very best in the entire NFL and then get a little bit scared because he's doing what he does versus his teammates. 
I am concerned. I am somewhat concerned about Terence Seal. I will admit to that. I, I just want to see how he does in his first season as a full-time starter because we cannot overlook that. We cannot overlook that this is a first for Steel. He has started multiple times in the NFL, but this is the first time we were hoping to see 17 games out of the guy. As such, you're just reasonably concerned is what I am trying to say. I'm not pressing the panic button. I'm not doing anything like that. But maybe some, some solace, as Michael Gelkin calls it on Twitter, in knowing that Michael Parsons is doing the exact same versus opposing defenders. And man, it's exciting. It's exciting to think that Micah can take a step forward after putting together a historic season. It's early in his career, but do you look at what the guy has done in those first 17 or 16 games of his career because he didn't play on the season finale. This is a guy that has a chance to truly etch his name in history in the NFL. Some of you might go, let's hold it. Let's you know, pause. Let's not get too crazy about it. But you can see it, Candy. The guy's doing it at a very high level, rushing the passer, working at linebacker, got five defensive player of the year votes as a rookie. I don't believe I've ever been as excited about a Cowboys player, about his future specifically. I don't believe I've ever felt this excited about a guy like Micah, honestly. I don't know if you guys would agree with me on that one. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Let's see. I believe Toxic is dropping some uh, toxicness, uh, uh, toxicity on the YouTube chat right now because all I see is Tommy saying, shut up, Tom. <laughs> shut up. Let's see. And yeah, I, I can see it. I can see what you mean, Tommy. Toxic Tommy saying, I really hope Micah wasn't a fluke and can keep up his production. I don't, I don't know how that could be the case, man. Like, we are seeing it once more in training camp. We have literally seen zero reason to believe that, that he will not be what we think he is. And I believe that saying, oh, NFL teams will, will cut off to him. They have watched the tape. They know what his thing is. They know that he's fast. They know that, they, that he's got speed. Well, but match it. Go out there and match his speed. It's not easy. It's not easy to, to stay, uh, keep your shoulders squared versus Michael Parsons teleporting off the edge the way that he does. And honestly, by week 15, if you're an NFL team, you already watched the tape. You already did. And Michael was making plays late in the season. Even, even against the San Francisco 49ers, Michael was doing his thing. That's Maybe one of the few bright spots of that game. He didn't win every rep. He didn't. Uh, but he, he got some plays in there. So, yeah, I, I, I do believe there's no reasons to be concerned about that. Professor O says 76 views. Let's get 76 likes. I appreciate it. Professor O, do me a favor and smash the like button if you are watching the show and if you are enjoying it. If you're not enjoying it, also, do me a favor and don't hit the dislike button. Uh, maybe just, you know, decide not to, to click any of the buttons and, and 
and, and no, no hard feelings there. But if you are liking the show, hit that thumbs up because every like puts this show in front of more Cowboys fans. And we want to bring you the best coverage here at ADC Sports. And you are part of it as the more people we get in here, the more fun the show gets, I would say. Let's see here. Let's see. Six to midnight. Defensive player of the year 2022, hands down. I'm somewhat concerned about that. Uh, I want to make that bet. I want to bet on Michael Parsons to win the award. I just don't know when push comes to shove if the same thing will happen always to, to Micah in the sense of if a guy gets more sacks than him, especially because he's rushing more often, will he get those votes? But he did get five with not that uh, with not a historic sacks number or anything like that. Uh, not really getting that close to 20. So, yeah, I could see him winning the award. I could definitely see him winning the award. Anyways, that's it for the positive stuff, though. Let's get into some of the negatives. Let's get into some of the negatives. Offensive line. The Cowboys did get pushed around in the trenches, I believe, in today's joint practices. Now, granted, I mentioned it earlier on the show. We got to take this with a grain of salt because we didn't even get to see the offensive line in general. We, we didn't get to see the five offensive linemen in a single shot at any moment throughout practice. So we didn't see where the offensive line was lighting towards. We didn't see what the protection schemes were and all of that. However, oh boy, it got ugly for some players out there. And I know who you're talking about in the comments. Josh Ball, bro. It got ugly for Josh Ball out there. And if it gets ugly for Josh Ball, it gets ugly for Dallas. Because there are, I've got the Cowboys depth chart right here. I've got it in my hand. And it's unofficial. It's unofficial, of course. You don't want to make much out of it. But the two backup tackles for Dallas. On the left side, you've got Matt Willetsko. And on the right side, you've got Josh Ball. One of them is injured. Hasn't gotten practice reps in training camp with Pat's list. And the other one is Josh Ball, who's getting out there uh, a little bit destroyed, honestly, by the Denver Broncos. Now, it's a pretty good defensive front, the one that they've got in Denver, but that's no excuse. I am concerned about the Cowboys' tackles for sure. Other than those two names, you've got Avi Aviante Collins. You've got uh, Eamon Simon. And pretty much that's it. That's why maybe Saka Larcon, who was playing guard last year, has been getting some reps at tackle. And on both sides, too. He's been playing left side and right side. I believe the Cowboys will sign a free agent at offensive line before the season starts. I don't believe that. Uh, I, I don't believe that uh, that the Cowboys will stay put at offensive line. I, I believe it is more likely at this point, given the way that ball is playing, for them to go get an offensive lineman. I think that's more likely than for them to go get an, a wide receiver. And I didn't believe that was the case necessarily a few weeks ago. But given because I didn't expect Ball to uh, to struggle this much. Man, did you guys see Skywalker's tweet? I'm sure he will mention it uh, tomorrow, man. But I laughed so so hard at his tweet, man. 
he he pointed out that during practice, <laughs> some some Broncos player gave uh, some some Broncos player gave uh, Josh Ball the the point that whose man is this, and they did, and he tweeted out the picture. You can check it out on his Twitter. <laughs> I'm still la laughing at that tweet, man. I don't know how it doesn't have like 1,000 likes or something like that. It should. Go check it out on, on, on Sky's Twitter account. But yeah, at some point in practice, someone is giving uh, Josh Ball the whose man is this point. <laughs> that was funny. But yeah, it's concerning. It is concerning. Because on the inside, you don't have that much depth either. So my question for me to you guys is, how concerned from 1 to 10 are you about the offensive line? How concerned are you about that one? Charlene Evans saying Tyron Smith already limping. Yeah, Tyron Smith will always be dealing with something. As long as, as, as he's not missing time, I'm okay with it. Hopefully, it's not serious, Charlene. Hopefully. Uh, let's see. Iceberg, Simi Fehoko is sitting in the perfect place right now because CD and Tolbert are going to get attention. Where Simi Fehoko will get the single coverage. Say what you want. He's 6'4, 225, and ran a 437. Fehoko is looking like a roster lock at this point, man. Uh, one, of, one of those two is going to get cut, Fehoko and Basher. And when I say one of those two is how I group them together because they're the, the young, non-rookie receivers who are kind of athletic freaks with size and speed. But Fehoko is winning that battle so far. I think one of, the, of those two makes it. And, and it does seem like things are favoring Fehoko right now, who is technically, and this is interesting, a third string receiver in the Cowboys unofficial depth chart, while Dennis Houston is a backup, is a second string uh, receiver. From one to 10, how confident are you on the Cowboys offense? No, how, how worried, excuse me, are you about the Cowboys offensive line? 7-11 with the nine, Joel Wilson with the nine, seven for Samuel, seven for six to midnight, Bruce got the use, goes with a seven as well. So we've got high numbers. Charlene and Craig go with a 10, seven for Tommy, eight for Toxic Tom, seven or eight, seven. So we have not seen any number lower than seven. I'm going with the eight. I, I am going with the eight, seven and a half. I will go with seven and a half just because I, I do feel somewhat confident about the offensive line. I'm not expecting the Cowboys to have a very good offensive line. I expect them to be somewhere between average and good. That's what I'm expecting out of the Cowboys offensive line. But I am, and that is why I don't want to go as high as, as eight. So I will stick with seven and a half because I am gravely, <laughs> shout out to the Pick Six uh, Sports channel. They laughed when I used the word gravely. I am gravely concerned about the offensive line depth. I believe all of us are. Let's see. JT Smith, the O-line was complete. Beep. They're the weak spot, not the wide receivers. Well, you can have multiple weak spots, to be fair. We, you, you can have that, definitely. How many teams, says the real Darrell, and maybe the real Darrell is trying to, you know, as his username says, be real. And provide some clarity. How many teams at quality depth at offensive line in the NFL? Not a lot. I agree, man. Offensive linemen are tough to find. So there's that. 
but you do need that one swing tackle. And I believe a lot of teams have a better situation at swing tackle than the Cowboys do right now. Hopefully, hopefully Waletsko is able to return. We have not heard anything about Waletsko. If they don't sign anybody, could it mean that Waletsko is not going to, to lose a lot of playing time? We'll see. Let's see some of your comments here. Uh, 7-Eleven says, nine unless Tyron, uh, Tyler Smith plays well as a rookie. Hopefully he does, man. Hopefully he does. Especially, and, you know, it was hopefully Tyron Smith doesn't get injured. Uh, Tyron Smith is a guy that can derail the entire offensive line by being absent. Because when healthy, he's still good. He, he might not be on his prime. But there's a reason why he finished once again as one of the highest graded offensive linemen in the NFL and all of that. And you can see it on tape. We'll see. We'll see, man. Concern against Green Bay, says Joel Wilson. And that's the thing, too. The thing that I'm concerned about with this offensive line is that it's a tough defensive line state for Dallas, uh, slate for Dallas early in the season. They're facing a lot of quality defensive tackle duos. And Tyler Vyadish and Tyler Smith will need to to really click early for the Cowboys to, to not get to not get uh, destroyed in the trenches. But yeah, that's a concern. Yeah, the Broncos definitely won that battle in today's joint practice. Moving on, we are headed to the weekend. The Cowboys are playing the Denver Broncos on Saturday night. It's a preseason game. So just let me know what's the one thing what is the one thing? Oh, oh, we need to block this, this Facebook account. I am blocking it right now. Do not worry, Facebook audience. I've got you. We're blocking the, the, the bot. But what's one thing you want to see on Saturday? What is one thing you want to see on Saturday? Oh, man, they're attacking. You're attacking the, screen, the stream on Facebook, man. There's a lot of them. All right, I think we've blocked three of them so far. Ooh, wee. What's one thing you want to see on Saturday night for the Cowboys in the preseason, man? Someone asked about John Ridgeway, by the way. Uh, Ridgeway, we have not heard a lot from his injury. He did have to leave practice early, and that makes things interesting because we recently discussed on primetime the battle versus Quinton Vohana. Vohana currently listed as the number two at left defensive tackle. John Ridgeway follows him as a third stringer. So there is a battle there, all right. There is a battle there. And if Ridgeway uh, misses significant time, that would be very important on that battle, I would say. I want to see a field goal made, says Professor O. We need to ask for realistic stuff here, guys, though. I'm just kidding. But I do want to see the kickers, for sure. Joel Wilson says, boys everywhere. Uh, Ron defense for Bruce got the use. Physicality, says 7-Eleven. Toxic Tom wants to see Jerry salting his McDonald's. Run defense improvements for RB Nightmare. Good line play on Saturday. That's what I want. But I, I, uh, Milton, I, I, I will double down on your comment. I want to see Terrence Steele. I want to see Terrence Steele make a statement like the ones that he made early in the season. Because I believe he will get play. I, I believe he will get at least a couple of series. Maybe I'm wrong about this. But hopefully we did. We do get to see uh, a little bit of from Terrence Steele. 
I want to see Tyler, of course. I, I think everyone wants to see Tyler Smith specifically. What is the plan there? Connor McGovern listed as the starter in the Cowboys depth chart, unofficial depth chart, but still Tyler Smith is a backup. So what combination will we see there? Will we see Tyler Smith as the number one or will we see Connor McGovern as the number one? I think that's interesting because there are not a lot of inside offensive linemen for Dallas right now. So I think it's somewhat interesting to, to know how those two will participate in tomorrow night's game. Because you could see McGovern play on the right side as well at some point because he will have that swing guard kind of designation for Dallas. So I'm intrigued about that. Uh, I want to see, of course, all of the rookies, but I am thinking about Kevante Turpin. How did the Cowboys use him on offense specifically? Because that's one guy that I believe they will try things with. It seems like the Cowboys uh, coaching staff is pretty high on Kevante Turpin. But they have to have questions. They have to have questions because of his lack of experience. So we'll see how they use him on offense. We'll see if they use him for regular wide receiver comments instead of uh, assignments, excuse me, except of just gadget plays maybe. Anthony Barr is not playing 7-11. He is not. So don't hope for that. Ooh, JT Smith here. I like that. Turpin, but on special teams. Returning kicks and punts. And who else gets involved? Because so far, Jalen Tolbert and Pollard have been the only ones that we have heard about being involved in return duties. Will that change in the preseason? Will that change in the fourth quarter of the preseason? Or will it be all Jalen Tolbert, Turpin, and maybe uh, and, and maybe Pollard as well? No penalties. Someone said no penalties. I, I believe it was 6 to midnight. I agree. I agree with that. But also, like... If Braylon Jones has a holding penalty in the third quarter, I will not mind, to tell you the truth. Uh, I will not mind. I don't want the, the starters to commit the penalties, to be true, to be honest. I want to see Brett Meyer be consistent. That's a comment there on YouTube. Uh, I want to see how Will Greer looks, says Tommy. Will Greer didn't get to participate in, in the joint practices. That kind of sucked. I have not seen if, if they have confirmed anything about his status for tomorrow's game. Hopefully he's able to go Saturday. I hope so. I want to see Will Greer as well. Lauren Michael, I want to see one of those linebackers make a push. Harper, Jefferson, Story Jackson. Jefferson also didn't practice today, by the way. Something to monitor. Jet Swips, says Milton. Yeah. Joel, I don't like Tolbert returning. We don't need another injury at wide receiver. Man, that that that's a good comment. Uh, Usually, you can't be against your third-round rookie returning punts and kicks. But the Cowboys are so freaking thin at wide receiver that maybe that plays into the Cowboys' decision-making. Professor, oh, thank you. With some clarity there. He had to practice tomorrow or he's out. All right. I, didn't, I, I wasn't sure about that, so I appreciate you clearing that up for me. But anyways, do me a favor, ladies and gentlemen, hit the like button, share the stream. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, let your friends know about primetime. With that, we are out here on the show. And if you are into baseball, I will let you go so you can enjoy the end of the Field of Dreams game. 
That is special. That 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 just goosebumps. You feel goosebumps when watching the Field of Dreams game out there. If you are into baseball, of course. So hit the like button. Every like helps us out. It puts the show in front of more Cowboys fans. So help me out with that. And I will see you on Sunday night. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy Cowboys football on your TV. Whether it's starters or not, just we're Seacos. We want to know who are going to be the five cut next week, right? So make sure you tune in. Thank you to Freeman Mazda for making this show possible. Check out the ride of the week over at freemanmazda.net. Have a good weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Bye-bye.